Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I want to talk to you about game playing in dating. Before I get into that, I want to let you know that I have a coaching program called The Solution to Dating Anxiety. So if you're really struggling with dating anxiety and it's causing you to mess things up with people that you really like, check out the link in the show notes for more information. So this episode is actually inspired by a listener review, so let me read it to you and then we'll talk more about game playing. So Shauna A says, I've come back to dating after over a decade in a long-term relationship and was having a really hard time with anxiety and scarcity mindset. So impressed with how Amber describes difficult situations and how to navigate them with such clarity. There's a high level of self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and compassionate guidance towards authentic relationships. So many experts out there recommend manipulative tricks to twist outcomes to suit the agenda of the dater. There isn't any of that here, and it's so refreshing. This podcast has genuinely helped um, helped give me such solid footing for moving forward, not just in dating, but in all relationships. Highly recommended. So thank you so much, Shauna, for your review. I was really inspired by it, and I mean, I sent it to everybody. (laughs) I sent it in my family chat. I was like, oh my gosh, look what somebody wrote. I was really happy to hear that the podcast impacted you in that way. And I think it's so important to talk more about the game-playing mindset and how that definitely doesn't serve you in dating. So... The reason why it's important to talk about this is because when you are wanting to create a certain outcome in dating, like you want to create a really amazing relationship or you just want to have a more pleasurable, fun, spontaneous dating experience, it's challenging when you go on the internet or you read books and there are all these game-playing tricks and tips that don't feel authentic and it feels like you're not being yourself and it feels like, oh, I have these feelings for someone, but I have to pretend that I don't or I have to do something that I wouldn't want somebody else doing to me. And you feel like, well, I guess this is what I have to do to attract somebody and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right with you. So when I think of game playing, I think of behavior that is designed to make the other person feel insecure so that they want your approval more and it creates that like like you're you're purposefully trying to make the other person feel uncertain anxious and insecure so that they try to get that certainty with you by investing in you or like initiating contact and it always comes from an insecure place. So um, I think I mentioned this on another podcast once, but I remember in high school, I had a friend and she told me, oh yeah, you know, when my boyfriend doesn't respond for two hours, I just double it. I don't respond for four. He doesn't respond for four hours. I don't respond for eight hours. And just these dumb little (laughs) tricks to try and make the other person feel insecure um, so that they try to like, make things right or like invest in you to get you back. Um, I also think of things like playing hard to get or maintaining a chase. So first of all, with playing hard to get, you shouldn't have to play hard to get. You really should be hard to get in the sense that 
the role in your life for life partner, like the person you're going to spend the most time with, talk to the most, share your life experience with, that shouldn't be an easy role to fill. That shouldn't just be like anybody you meet on Tinder. Um, But sometimes we actually have really low standards for who we want to share our life with because we have some sort of scarcity mindset or insecurity about what we deserve. And so we try to make up for it by playing hard to get and pushing the other person away, giving them the cold shoulder, playing these games like that texting rule um, to give the illusion of being hard to get. And then with maintaining a chase, what I always think is like, well, if I'm maintaining a chase, when do I actually just get to hang out with a person? Because that's the whole point of dating for me. It's like I want to connect with somebody. I don't want to be running away from them the whole time. And that just sounds super exhausting. Like you're just always running. You always have to be one step ahead. You can't ever relax. You can't ever enjoy the person's company because you always have to be out of their reach. And that's not what I teach at all. So instead, what I teach is maintaining and staying in alignment with the person so the same way in a dance there's like push and pull and you respond to the other person and if they're moving this way you move that way and then you create a really beautiful dance together and it's a cooperation it's not a game where you're playing against each other and that's actually the biggest mindset shift that would make like just the biggest difference in your experience of dating overall is viewing it as a cooperation and not a competition. So whether that's just for one date or for a lifetime, you're creating a dance together or you're building something together. You're on the same team. You both want to have a positive dating experience. When you're game playing, it's like the other person is your opponent. And that's kind of the the meaning of a game. It's like you're playing against somebody. So I recently started working with somebody on dating anxiety and his situation was that he was really, really invested in somebody who wasn't matching his investment in her. And so what I told him and suggested was that he scale his investment back way, way back to where she is. And he said, well, that doesn't really feel right. That feels like I'm pretending, like I have all these feelings for her. I really want to express them. I really want a relationship. I don't want to pretend I don't want a relationship. And I don't want to hold back what I'm feeling that just doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel authentic. And he told me about the other men's podcasts that he's listened to where they suggest that he give her the cold shoulder and push her away and ignore her and that kind of thing. And that turns her on and makes her want him again. And again, I feel like that's kind of the same situation when you're maintaining a chase and it's like not fun for either one of you. So what I suggested instead is that he just scale back his investment to match hers. And he was saying, well, that doesn't really feel comfortable to me. Like I really like her. And I told him to think of it the same way that you would think about taking care of a flower. It You may have a bucket of water, but it's about responding to the needs and the conditions of the flower. And 
giving the flower time and space to absorb what you're giving to it. So sometimes the most loving thing that you can do is not dump your entire bucket of water on the flower. So yes, I have a giant bucket of water, aka ginormous feelings for this person that I'm dating, and I'm not going to dump it all on them at once because they may not be ready for that yet. And so just in general with dating, I don't think about manipulating the person or um, trying to make them want something that they don't want. I'm just responding to the needs of the situation. So maybe this week after we've been really vulnerable with each other and we've had um, a lot of intimate moments, maybe the needs of the situation are more space and time to do independent things and time to reconnect with friends and family and passions and work. Um, Maybe after we've had a lot of space, it's time for more connection and intimacy and dates and that kind of stuff. And I'm always responding to my experience, like what I'm feeling internally and also the other person and what the relationship looks like and how things are feeling for both of us. And part of responding to the needs of the situation and the needs of the person and just how the relationship is unfolding is never punishing anybody for what they feel. So if he is pulling away a little bit or kind of like needing some space and, you know, you just feel that, um, you're not angry at him, you're not threatening him, you're not making him feeling like making him feel guilty for that, like emotions are okay. And when you're dating someone, like your heart is on your sleeve, you're going to feel every range of emotion. So it's not about like trying to control the other person's emotions. It's more about like going with the flow of emotions and feelings and all of that stuff. And then like, I remember one woman that I worked with, um, in our first call, she was like, it's like, okay, so do you have any other questions before we end our call? And she's, she said, well, how many rings should I wait before I answer the phone? And first of all, I answer the phone and respond to text messages in like 0.5 seconds. If I'm already on my phone and I see somebody texts me and I have time to respond, then I'm just going to respond. I don't have to pretend that I'm cooler or more busy than I really am. And what I told her is, well, I asked her, are you happy with the way that you spend your time? Like, what do you do? Like, you have your work, you have your kids, you have your hobbies, you come home, you watch TV, you clean a little bit, you like, you just live a normal, happy life. Uh, Do you feel good about the way that you spend your time? And she was like, yeah. Like, I like the way that I spend my time. I'm like, okay, so you don't have to pretend that you have less time than you do or that you're busier than you are. You just know and feel confident and certain in yourself that, like, like you are cool. (laughs) And you don't have to pretend to be, like, more high status than you are. Like, if you like how you spend your time, then you don't have to pretend to have less of it. Um... Yeah. (laughs) So can you also see how this approach of cooperation, responding to the needs, 
and all emotions being allowed and okay and um, not needing to maintain a chase but instead being in alignment with the person. Can you see how all of these things take the dating anxiety way down? (laughs) Game playing is anxiety inducing because not only are you holding up a facade but naturally the other person starts game playing back and then you feel anxious because they're doing the same thing to you or they're not responding to you and pretending to be cooler than they are so it's just a really terrible dating experience all around (laughs) so i say take the lead and just don't game play um Know that anybody who is not attracted to you because you respond to a text within a minute is not the kind of person that you want to hang out with. And also be aware of, okay, am I just sitting at home all day waiting for this person's text or am I just living my life and I saw a text from them and I'm responding? So those are two different things. But take the lead with not game playing and not giving into that urge to try and manipulate the outcome in that way and instead look at it as a cooperation and enjoy dating this person. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if you do have time, I would love to see a review from you on iTunes. It truly makes my day. And uh, just like in this podcast episode, it really inspires me. And um, if you want to connect, I will meet you over on Instagram. And lastly, if you are really struggling with dating anxiety and you want something in-depth to really help you, check out the solution to dating anxiety. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Have an awesome day and thank you so much for listening.